Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college shooters do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Talking sports. Uh. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show you're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up on this Monday in March. It is finally here. The brackets are alive. Oh, man. Give us a call. You know what we're talking about. 718-664-9098. Like always, RayandTayToday.com. Twitter, iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Got some cool pictures and stuff up there. Check us out. Before we get to the brackets, give you our final four, March Madness. Quick uh, NBA and NFL updates and talk. Ray with the NBA, interesting weekend. You know, the big game on ABC was a no-show. Spurs with injuries. We got to talk about LaMarcus, the Warriors sitting there, guys. Their eighth game and the end of a road trip and a back-to-back. Andre Iguodala's comments, and, you know, they were sort of supposed to be in-house locker room jokes, but, you know, you're saying the N-word and stuff. I I just want to ask you, is this just sort of the March Madness blues for the NBA, where they're kind of trying to fight for some media clicks and attention? Because they know when March comes, Ray, nobody watches the NBA for a whole month. What do you think what's going on right now with the association? Yeah, it's a bunch of factors coming together. I think one of them, like you said, is the March Madness. The other thing is there are 65 games into an 82-game schedule, and that's tough. I mean, they're hitting the wall. Injuries, frustrations, it's it's all there. There's about four or five teams that legitimately have a chance to compete. There's really only two or three that really, really if you ask, you know, the insiders, uh, the basketball insiders will tell you have a chance to win. So this Well, that might change with time. these injuries, right? With these injuries, that, that might that's open the up only the West thing for the Rockets and the Clippers. Thing. No, that's true, and that's the only thing that's making this uh, soap opera a little bit more, you know, interesting because everybody said that it's going to be Cleveland and Golden State and then maybe San Antonio, but that's about it. But now with these injuries, so I think all of those things come come into play right now. In about two, three weeks, the NBA will have the spotlight back. I mean, baseball will be starting, but at the end of the day, playoffs, ba- uh, basketball playoffs mid-April, I think basketball's fine. I think it just it's just a matter of just getting plowing through the next three, four weeks, and then it'll be all good. So with James Harden getting his 25th career, and I don't know if it's 12 or 13 for the season, triple-double, he's averaging 29, 12, and 8. You know, him, LeBron, obviously, you know, Kawhi and Durant have gotten hurt. But logistically and really, LeBron and Harden really can, can make a case that they're right there with Russell 
Russell Westbrook, though, to me, Ray, I, I, I almost feel like it's disrespectful when guys want to not give him the MVP. He's now at 31.9 points a game, 10.1 assists, 10.6 rebounds. Now, it's a struggle. We know it's only like a 60% chance for him to average a triple-double, even if he came up with 9.8. To me, Russell Westbrook's got to get MVP, but I guess I can't be mad at folks with the way the Rockets are winning. If they voted for James Harden, I know for me, my vote would have to go to Russell. Where are you at towards the end of this season as we come to the home stretch last 15 games? Well, you know, in our book, Russell Westbrook should win MVP. I agree with that. But James Harden should already have an MVP because we both gave Steph Curry's first one. Now, last year, Steph Curry deserved a unanimous MVP. Of course, yeah. Last year, though, or the year before that, I should say, to us, that was James Harden's MVP. So you could argue James Harden's knocking on the door. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. So, look, can I be mad? Look, look at the All-Star voting, right? It was Steph Curry and James Harden because of the fans. They, t- they tilted it that way. Now, if James Harden won the MVP, could I walk around saying he's not deserving and it was a ro- he got robbed? Probably not. Um, also, LeBron could be MVP every year. LeBron's the best player in the game. So, so is this award most valuable player this season for his team? Then you know you got to give it. You got to give it to Russell. Here's an interesting argument. Two two questions to ask yourself: If you think that Russell Westbrook and James Harden are the two best, right? If you took Russell off his team and you took Harden off his team, would they both be equally as you know futile? And then, if you switch them, could each of them play on the other team? Now, Harden has an interesting coach in in, in uh, uh, Mike D'Antoni that just runs that up-tempo, Steve Nash, James Harden, perfect for that offense. Um, so I don't know where I fall out on that, but I gotta, I've got to say that, you know, to me this comes back to Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire in 98 where – Baseball needed this. Sammy Sosa won the MVP even though Mark McGuire set the home run record because Sammy's all-around stats were better. Uh, so if you average a triple-double, isn't that like the ultimate individual achievement? I say, Yeah, I, say I mean, to me, at the end of the day, you can go either way, and it's going to be fascinating how it plays out. And chances are the best record is something that'll win. But if he does get... Well, that's going to be hardened for sure. Well, but if he does get the triple-double, I think that'll automatically give it to him. They, Even though when Oscar got it, he didn't win. MVP came third in voting behind Wilt and uh, somebody else. So so we'll see how that plays out. So real quick, let, let's, let's just real pivot. Um, the Eagles sign Nick Foles. You know, nobody's looking or officially going to sign these running backs. They're still visiting these places. Dante Hightower visited the Jets. He's trying to get on a plane through the snowstorm to visit the Steelers. But the the big news of the day, DeMarcus Ware, 12 years in the NFL, eighth all-time in sacks, 138.5 sacks. 
retires from the Broncos, and, you know, he'll go in the Hall of Fame as a Cowboy. Is he first, second ballot to you? Where do you think he is? And he, you know, definitely had a great career, so we wish him well. Look, you know we have this argument all the time about if you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer, right? Don't care what ballot you get in. But within Hall of Famers, there are, you know, Reggie White, at his position, right? There's Reggie White and Bruce Smith of the world. And then there are, you know, worthy guys. I think he's on that Kevin Green level, right? Excellent player. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that. He's third all-time sacks per game behind Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor ahead of Bruce Smith. But he's third all-time sacks per game. So that's an interesting fact. Well, remember what Trent Dilfer said. The best ability is availability. So – one of the things you need to be is available for your team, right? He got banged up a lot, not taking anything from it. Football's a difficult sport. But, you know, there's a lot of guys that on a per-game basis did work. But, you know, look look at our guy Don Mattingly, especially in his, uh, you know, in his prime, had those six years where he was just phenomenal. But he played through injury, and that cost him. His stats went down, and, and, and his productivity went down. So, anyway, bottom line for me, DeMarcus Ware, Hall of Famer, Probably take him a few years to get in, but he should be in the hall. Anybody in the top ten in the category is important as sacks, especially with the with the offensive nature of the game these days. You need pass rushers and you need cornerbacks, so those guys are at a premium. Yeah, definitely. So we'll we'll talk more about the football. It's all about the brackets, and as Ray and Tay like to call it, it is everybody's got bracketology and this and that. We got bracketism. Okay, so. Everybody, go to ESPN, open up your brackets, get your newspaper. We used to do it in the Daily News and the USA Today and the Post when we used to write it down. It wasn't on a computer anywhere. Ray and Tay used to write out our brackets. Don't date us like that. Don't date us like that. No, uh, no. We, we, we're, we're in the computer keep, generation now. We got to keep it real. <laughs> we, we used to do, you know, hey, listen, ain't no wrong with filling out your bracket on paper. That's, that's passion right there. So, we say congratulations to Villanova, Kansas, UNC, and Gonzaga, the four number one seeds. Syracuse, Illinois State, they were, you know, on the bubble, didn't make it. We both sort of feel and agree Syracuse was the only team that really got jerked. Committee did a pretty good job overall. They misseeded a bunch of teams like Oklahoma State and Michigan and Wichita State. But the brackets are here. Let's make our picks. Any major gripes for you or did I basically just sort of sum it up? You don't have any major beef with what happened, did you? No, I think this was a right down the middle year and this committee did it right down the middle, right? A couple of seedings in the pod system, you can you can live with those, but there weren't any glaring omissions. Even Syracuse, they only won two games outside the Carrier Dome. So even though they had that great top 50 record it was always at home and guess what you're not playing home games in the ncaa tournament they're all neutral site slash road games too many bad losses too many bad losses i i agree with you so we both got villanova advancing and start off in the east wisconsin virginia tech ray this is a interesting acc big 10 battle where would you go you know wisconsin is always tough and I think that, that these guys have a grit, and they're built for the NCAA tournament. So I, I actually like Wisconsin to win this game and potentially give Villanova some trouble in the next round. 
I got Nigel Hayes. And, and they're not an eight seed in my book. Uh, no, they were one of the top three Big Ten teams. Probably should have been a sixth or seventh seed. Um, so, but we both got Wisconsin. UVA against UNC Wilmington. I'm going with the Cavaliers. Could be yeah, close, though. can't fight that. Too much defense. Too much defense. This is interesting. Florida against East Tennessee State University. I smell an upset. What about you? Uh, even though Florida played a little bit, they played their worst game at the end of the season, they'll be fine. They'll win. They're ETSU missing their center, has... though. Missing their big guy. Yeah, yeah too hurt. many athletes, though. I'm, I'm taking the upset. Eastern Tennessee State. I got to go with East Tennessee State, Ray. I'm taking the upset there. Um, SMU against either, uh, what, USC Providence. What do you think? I think the Mustangs will win against either team. I think Providence and SC are both the lower end of their conferences. And they had a good sort of tough regular season, but I just feel like SMU SMU is humming right now. Yeah, I'm going to take USC with their athletes to give SMU a battle, but SMU will win. Both taking Baylor over New Mexico. What about South Carolina, Ray, against Marquette in that 7-10 matchup? You know what? I'm going to go with Marquette here. I think Mm. that uh, this game could be close. South Carolina has been inconsistent. Marquette plays hard. They play D. So I'm going to go with Marquette. Okay, I'm going to take South Carolina. So let's work our way back up. We're both going to take Duke. Duke against South Carolina for me, or Duke against Marquette for you? We got Duke going on? Yeah, yeah, there's just no Duke. There's a, special, there's a special team right now, Ray. Uh, SMU, Baylor, what do you got? I like Baylor. I think that uh, coming out of that Big 12, Baylor's pretty good. They they can get up and down. They have size. They have athletes. They're, they're going to give Duke a, a tough time. I'm actually going with the Mustangs. I like SMU. They're like Duke. They only go six or seven deep, but everybody can go inside and out with the dribble and the ball. Um, So I like SMU and Duke. We'll get back down there in a second. Um, So UVA, for you, it's UVA, Florida. For me, it's East Tennessee State. Well, who do you got, UVA or Florida? UVA. They can't score, but then again, you can't score against them. (laughs) <laughs> so you have to be ready to deal with that psychologically, and a lot of times that frustrates teams, right? They beat Carolina, what was it, like 56-43, you know, the yeah. week before the uh, ACC tournament. So I like Virginia in that defensive style to win. In I got Orlando. Virginia as well. Now let's work our way back down. Virginia, Villanova, I got Villanova. I think they are too deep, and Brunson and Hart, are really, really solid right now. Jay Wright's got Villanova rocking. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that. And then Duke against Baylor and Duke against SMU for me. Who do you have? I got Duke. No, yeah. no so real we both got Duke Villanova. We we end up at the same point. We get there a little differently. Duke Villanova. Who do you got going to the Final Four from the East? By the time I get to Duke, Arizona. <laughs> Yeah, the coming out here. This team, this team is tough. They're playing in New York, so you could argue that uh, Villanova might have a little bit of an advantage. But Duke travels. Well, Duke loves they call it Cameron Square well. Garden. You know, there's a lot of Dukies in New York, right? 
That's true. And they come in when they play. They used to play St. John's on a regular basis, and they would represent. But oh, I yeah. think that this is this is an elite elite matchup. I mean, one two, mm-hmm. you know, always is. But it's big league, big league. I just think, yeah, just think this Duke team is special, especially winning no. those four games in four nights. Jason Tatum is their guy. Allen and Kennard on the outside. Uh, Kennard has impressed me the guards. most. He is unbelievable. He can score anywhere on the court. They just need Giles to show up and Jefferson not to get in foul trouble. If that ever happens, yeah. they, they might not ever lose again. So we both got Duke. Let's go to the West. The Zags, they're going to take care of the I don't think there ever will be a 116 upset. Now, the 8-9, this is interesting. Congrats to Northwestern, right? And Chris Collins, Doug Collins' son, the ex-Dukie, getting Northwestern in for the first time ever. But they're playing against the Commodores. Vanderbilt is actually really dangerous. What do you think happens here? I think Northwestern's wanted this game so badly. They finally have athletes, and they finally have players. Chris Collins has his experience at Duke, so it's not like the coach is inexperienced. I like Northwestern. I'm going to go with Vanderbilt, man. They, they've uh, they've impressed me. They've they shown me a little something. I wish I, I would go with Northwestern, but I think Vandy's going to do it. Notre Dame over Princeton. That's not an upset. Notre Dame should take care of it. What do you feel about West Virginia Bucknell? Same yeah, I thing. think Notre Dame, West Virginia. Oh. I, yeah, I think they're they're all Maryland, good. Maryland Xavier. I'm taking Xavier. I know you're no, Maryland you're not. person. Yes, They've I am. Injuries. Better not. Oh, I can't take They you. are. Listen, yeah, they God do. But you know what? This is a preseason my, top and 10 my Justin team. Jackson, you're going to regret it. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. No Terps. I'm taking the Terps. Now, this is interesting. Florida State against Florida Gulf Coast. A lot of people are picking this. In board. Orlando, no less, right? Yeah, this is – what do you got, Ray? Who are you taking? You know what? Florida Gulf Coast had that magical run to the Sweet 16 three or four years ago. Their coach then went to USC. But I think Florida State is one of those teams that is quietly very good. And they just happen to play the Leonard Hamilton goes so 12 deep, Ray. 12 deep. He's nice. There's – other there's other teams that are better, but I think that until they get to a better team, Florida State will be fine. They're gonna win. watch the Bacon kid. He they could actually have a Sweet 16 Elite Eight run. Florida State. I want to pick Florida Gulf Coast for the fun of it, but nope, Florida State's gonna win this one. I agree. This is interesting. 10-7 St. Mary's VCU. I've been going back and forth. What do you got? Mary, Mary. Why you bug St. Mary's? They're pretty. I like them. They tough. play out in the West Coast. Nobody sees them. They're a pretty good team. Two of their losses were to Gonzaga. They're good. They're good. I'm taking St. Mary's. We both got Arizona. Uh, let's work our way back up. St. Mary's against Arizona. By the time I get to Arizona, they're too talented, and yeah. they're from so the West Coast, so they they know what's up with St. Mary's. They're yeah, Lonzo Lonzo is, is is too Trier, much. And, yeah, he's. He's back. Too many athletes. And their big Finland yeah. kid is, is nice, man. Lori Markkinen, he's nice. Markkinen is really nasty. Oh, yeah. They're, they're good. Um, Florida State, Xavier. I got Florida State, Maryland. Who you got in this one? I got Florida State. I have Florida State over my Terps. Let's continue to go up. This is a great 4-5, one of the best games in the tournament. West Virginia. Press Virginia, as they like to call them, against Notre Dame with the versatility and the great ball handling and passing. Mike Bray's got a good team this year. Who are you taking in this matchup? 
that's so hard. It's a different it's style. They're diametrically opposed. But I think that going far in the ACC tournament and having Duke basically by the throat will help Notre Dame get past that crazy trap defense that Bobby that Huggy Bear puts on you at West Virginia. So I'm going with Notre Dame. Yeah, and we both got Gonzaga. I got Notre Dame as well. Uh, Notre Dame, Gonzaga, unless we got to speed it up here. Clock is ticking. Yeah, the zigzags. Got? I got to go with the zags. You got the zags. Okay. I got, um, I have the zags as well going up against Arizona. Who's going to final four? Gonzaga, Arizona. By the time I get to Arizona, now Mark Few has a great program, but not this year. Arizona's too tough, too talented, and I think those West Coast teams, they know about Gonzaga. Well, and they battled each other, with, and Gonzaga won earlier, but they didn't have uh, Alonzo Trier's back. Alonzo Trier, so, yeah. Yeah, Trier's too much. Let's uh, work it over here. We got Kansas, okay, Midwest, Miami, Michigan State. Who you got? I got Michigan State. Uh, you never bet against Izzo. Like, like no, what was it? Never bet against Black? Never bet against yeah. Green. Never bet I got Michigan State as well. I have Iowa State over Nevada, although people think about an upset. Iowa State's got veteran guards. I got them going. What do you got? Yeah, winning the Thanks. Big 12 was huge. They've won it three out of four years. I like Iowa State. They're really talented. They're underrated. I got Purdue as well. You Too have much Purdue. Size. Agreed. Yep. I have an upset here. I have Rhode Island over Creighton. I think this Rhode Island team is healthy. They are top 25 talent. I like Creighton. I think that uh, okay. playing in the in the, uh, the 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 new Big East, I think they they got some battle scars. We both got Oregon there. They'll be fine early on without Boucher and Dylan Brooks is on fire. Michigan, Oklahoma State, where are you going? I think the momentum carries on from the Big Ten. Keep it going, Michigan. Go blue. I have Michigan, and we both have Louisville. Let's work it back up. Louisville, Michigan. You know what? I'm going to take an upset here and say Michigan. I'll say Louisville wow. has the talent Hogan. and they've got Hogan. the coaching, but they may overlook Hogan. Michigan. Hogan. Okay, um, I've got Louisville. Almost want to take Rhode Island over Oregon, but i got to go with Oregon. Let's keep going up. You have Oregon? Yes, Oregon as over well. Creighton. Okay, this is the big battle. Purdue, Iowa State. I've been going back and forth on this one. Who do you got? I don't know who to take. So, athletes up and down or size, typically the athletes win. Wanagan. I'm going to go with Iowa State. I want to go with Iowa, Iowa State, but I'm going to go with the big men, and I'm going to go with Swanigan. And then, obviously, we got Kansas. So, work our way back down. Kansas, Purdue, or Kansas, Iowa State. What do you got? I'm going to say second upset. Iowa State takes out Kansas. See, I've wanted to go there, but I just – you know what? Josh Jackson, Lucas – Frank Mason and Graham, too much. I think Kansas is not – this is not a year for them to get upset. I have Kansas, and then I have Kansas facing Louisville. What do you have down here, Oregon or, or Michigan? Oregon. I got Oregon take care of Michigan. And then Up coming here, back around. Right. You have, have or- I have Kansas, Louisville. You have Oregon. Iowa State. Uh, you have Iowa State, Oregon. Who, do you, who are you taking? I'm taking Oregon. Go green. Okay. Go Bucks. Without without their third leading scorer and their leading block shot blocker to go to the final four, and I'm taking. I was going to take Louisville. I switched it. I'm going with Kansas to go to the final four. All right, let's go to the the final bracket, the final countdown. North Carolina, okay, in the South, Arkansas, Seton Hall. What do you got? 
This is tough. You know what? Keep it local. I'm going to go Seton Hall, Big East, baby. Old I'm school. Go Seton Hall, too, but Arkansas is really dangerous. I have my upset here. I have Middle Tennessee State over Richard Patino in Minnesota. What do you got? No, I got Richie P., young Patino, taking care of business. Okay, you got a lot of chalk here. You got Butler over Winthrop, I believe, right? Yep. Butler. Now, this is another one. I have, I have an upset here. I think the either Wake Forest or Kansas State is going to beat Cincinnati. I agree with that. I think Cincinnati ah. is uh, is prime for an upset. They're that, yeah, they're not that great. Uh, we both have UCLA. Interesting game, 7-10, Wichita State-Dayton. What do you got? You know what? I'm going to go with the Shockers to shock the world. They were un- misseeded. I don't think they should have been a 10 seed. I mean, they're 30 Oh, no way. Four. They were top 25 all year, pretty much, off and on. Yeah, so they should I have been seven. Seven or eight, seven. yeah. Seven or eight seed, you're right. So I have Wichita State as well. We both have Kentucky. So let's work our way back up. Kentucky-Wichita State, the rematch two years ago. Yeah, I think I think you're setting up for an unbelievable showdown of UCLA versus Kentucky. So I got Kentucky here and UCLA in the next bracket. Okay, we'll work our way up. I agree. I have Kentucky winning and then UCLA against the other game. Uh, Butler against um, – I have Middle Tennessee State. You have Butler against Minnesota. What do you got? I'll say Butler. Butler and Carolina. Okay, Butler, Carolina. I have um, Butler, Carolina as well. Um, I think Carolina wins. Kentucky, UCLA, who wins that? Oof. That's going to be a classic game. So much youth, so much and UCLA, talent. And UCLA should not be a third seed. That's another one I disagree with. They should be a they two. But, they but you know what? Season. At that point, at that point if they get there, two versus three, you know, they'll be playing in Memphis. So, yeah. uh, you know, a little oh, bit of an advantage. Oh, you the East Coast team. Kentucky's home yeah, yeah, right sure. there. Who are you going with? You know what? I'll say Kentucky. I'll say Kentucky. Oh, you're taking Kentucky. Okay. So then you've got another rematch. Uh, Kentucky, who would monk drop 47 on North Carolina to go to the Final Four. And I've got UCLA against North Carolina to go to the Final Four. Historic programs, 25 or 24 national titles between the three of them. Who's going to the Final Four from the South? What do you got? North Cackalacka. Yeah, me too. Last year, you know, except for Bryce Johnson and Marcus Page, it's basically the same team. They got a lot of experience. Maybe the most experienced team other than Villanova in the tournament. Okay, so let's uh, go over it. So I have Duke against Arizona and North Carolina against Kansas. And what's your final four? So I have Duke, Arizona, Oregon, North Carolina. And, okay, so now let's make our picks. Who's going, Duke or Arizona? Oh, this is so hard. So hard. But you know what? On a neutral court in Phoenix, right? It's going to be in Phoenix now. Oh, yes. It's in your years old stomping ground. It's in Glendale. I still have to say Mike Krzyzewski plays the underdog here and, and motivates the troops and, and gets them to the, the beat Arizona. So I'm going with Duke they, in the championship. They can score a little bit easier than Arizona. And I think Tatum and Allen and Kennard, it's just they're becoming special. And now Frank Johnson is the, Jackson is developing. It's too much. I have Duke as well. 
North Carolina, Oregon for you, North Carolina, Kansas for me. Who's going to win? North Carolina. Too too much size. They have four legitimate big men. They have guards. They have some perimeter playing. And if Justin Jackson scores, then they're you know virtually unstoppable. If they get anything off the bench, they're much deeper and much bigger than anybody else in the tournament. Yeah, see, and I think against uh, Kansas and what happened against Duke, I don't think happens again. You know, Barry, first of all, I think we win in spite of Roy Williams. He messed that game up in ACC semis and sat, um, you know, Barry too long. The team doesn't flow without Barry. I think Josh Jackson, Kansas, relies too much on youth. It turns to him and Lucas. I think Mason, North Carolina, can stop Mason and Graham. I think North Carolina's got too much inside for Kansas. They'll get Lucas in foul trouble. I think, you know, Hicks and Meeks, woof, too much posse. North Carolina will beat Kansas in, in a good game by three or five points. So we both actually, we have not spoken about this at all uh, prior to, you know, making these picks. We both have the rematch part four of the ACC, North Carolina battling against the Tar Heels, against the Duke Blue Devils for the chip. It is the North Carolina, the state of North Carolina regional. Ray, for the ACC matchup in the finals, who do you have? North Carolina versus Duke. Who is your champion? And tell me why. You know, this is tough. This is like Georgetown St. John's, where St. John's won the first one, and Georgetown won the next three. And then yeah. 88 was Stacey King and Danny Manning, where you had the two uh, uh, total classic. big eight teams back then. Yes, no better, Ray. Oh, God. You know what? Despite the fact that Krzyzewski is the better coach and despite the fact that they probably have the best player in Jason Tatum, he's only a freshman. So I'm going to say North Carolina. And I'm going to say that North Carolina was up in game two. They were up in game three. And they really, when you think about it, if everybody plays to their potential, Carolina is slightly better and slightly bigger and slightly deeper. So, while Duke may have maybe the best player on the court, I think that Carolina just goes too deep. And if Carolina can can establish their will and the secondary break, I think Duke will shoot themselves either into a national championship or out of a national championship. So Duke will put up, you know, 20 to 25 threes. And if they hit 13 of them, they'll win like they did at that first game in Cameron. And if they don't, then Carolina wins that national championship that eluded them last year. But I'll say UNC. You know, that's what's so fascinating about it is that you feel that these two teams, they, they know what the other is doing and they know what the other one's coming with. My concern in this game is if Giles figures out in five tournament games, you know, how to – really contribute along with the clutchness of the leadership from, you know, Allen and Jefferson, you know, it's a lot to overcome. But the one thing I realize about North Carolina is that when it comes to a championship game, the refs will probably hold the whistle a little bit. And when Barry and Jackson, even a little Brit in a small role backing up, but Hicks gets going and they feed it inside. 
and then they start to open it up for wide open threes because the inside is opening up, it's hard for Duke to overcome it. One thing I've noticed about Duke, they go in these waves, Ray, where you're right. They'll miss the threes, but they also will take some bad shots. And I think it's from the lack of a pure point guard. And even Jackson, the way he's coming on is, is fantastic, but he's not a pure point. And when Allen has, to, Allen has to run the offense sometimes, it holds them back. So I actually am agreeing with you and we're you know, both picking our favorite team. I'm going to take North Carolina 77-74 over Duke. And they win to probably keep Roy Williams either at a place where he's fine for a couple more years or he can retire on the top of the mountain. Either way would be okay with me. But North Carolina is going to cut down the nets in Glendale, Arizona, out here being the chance for 2017. So I like it. Well, I don't think we shall one of see. Us, we didn't go crazy with the upset. But, um, oh, it seems like a pretty chalk tournament, but you know what? They always happen. But as has been the case the last five to ten years, they happen a lot in day one and day two. And typically, right, they don't go on too much further. Right. Yeah, what we're both seeing is we're, we're not predicting anything lower than a three seed going to the final four. So even if there's a major upset, uh, you know, probably won't affect our final four, at least until the Sweet 16. But we'll be back so, on the air on Saturday to talk yes, about Saturday, the NCAA right. tournament. Watch out for Louisville. I will say that. Neither one of us picked them. It's just a team to watch they out for. They could go to the final four or they could lose in the second round. I mean, that's how I, up and I down totally I agree. They could lose to Michigan or they could go to the final four because the Mitchell kid has been special ever since like the 10th game of the season. So look, it'll be a lot of fun and you know, so much talent. We're going to have so many names that come up. And so many players that will start to shine from the Lonzo Balls to the Lonzo Trio to, you know, the Swanigans, the Jason Tatum. So everybody stay tuned. Have fun. We'll talk to you Saturday. It was a great show. Thanks for listening. And, um, you know, hey, enjoy the sports week. Enjoy the madness. Remember, it starts tomorrow, the playing game. 6 p.m. on, uh, what is it, in Dayton, the TBS or TNT? Probably TBS or 2TV. True TV, I believe it's on. So, and then obviously the big stuff starts Thursday, 12 noon, CBS. So enjoy it. We'll be watching. And uh, hey, if you want to sign up on ESPN and join our group, Ray and Tate today for the bracket challenge and make your uh, picks and, and battle up against us. Should be fun. We're out.